Hello, and welcome back to Black Lives Texas. I'm Tracy Lowe. And I'm Ricardo Lowe. Tracy and I are back behind the mic to give y'all a few episodes that provide an inside look at the staff and work of the Institute for Urban Policy Research and Analysis at UT Austin. While we're working on our next series, we wanted to talk to some of the IUPRA staff about what they do as members of the team and to get some insight into why they're committed to their work. They'll also discuss some of the larger work of the Institute and their thoughts on what they hope the future holds for IUPRA. Mike Laverzia is the newest member of our team, and while most of our work together has been virtual, he has quickly brought his expertise to the table as our grants and contract specialist, and is working to help us move towards a successful future at IUPRA. We have our very newest member uh, to IUPRA, Mike, and <laughs> we are very ecstatic to have him with us. Um, I remember when he first, uh, we first met him, he was interviewing for the job and out of all of the candidates, he stuck out because of his personality. Uh, he was really easy to talk to. He was really cool, calm and collective, but at the same time, joyous. Um, and it was really cool because like, it's really hard to find people that you can have that synergy with, but he's somebody who thus far is really easy to integrate into the group. Um, and he's a workhorse as well. So everybody welcome my man, Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike. See, I'm telling you, Ricky, whenever we have an award ceremony, you're going to be the one giving all the sentimental speeches. Just so you know. But, yeah. Yes. Welcome, Mike. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So you want to, um, you know, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and feel free to go into depth. Like, um, you know, where are you from? You know, where did you grow up and how you got into this work? Right, right. Yeah. Um, I just want to start off and say, you know, how excited I am to be a part of IUPRA and, uh, you know, uh, the feelings mutual when I interviewed, um, geez, back in February, you know, I had a really good feeling about, um, you know, the work of the center, but just everybody involved there, you know, yourself, Tracy, uh, Dr. Cookley, Dr. Wright, Annika, Holly, and uh, uh, Kaylin. Um, yeah, it was just a really good vibe. And just, I think the work that you do is just very, you know, not only very important, but it's just, you know, something that I think um, a lot more academic centers and just, you know, all other institutions should really be paying attention to. And the fact that, you know, the work that you do has this, uh, intersectional but also like policy um impact is critically important so i'm glad i can uh you know help you all out provide some support and just you know uh help you do what you do um as far as uh you know it's uh it, it's funny talking about yourself because you're like okay where do i where do i even start well yeah i'm uh i think the best way to i always you know when i talk about myself the two things i always uh referred to as, you know, uh, where I'm from. I'm from Wellesley, Massachusetts, which is um, a suburb outside of Boston. So I think uh, a lot of times people from suburban Boston, even though they're not from Boston, we just say we're from Boston. And then we always bump into somebody who actually grew up in like the city of Boston and they always call us out like, yeah, you're not from Boston, you're from, uh, you're from the suburbs. So I'm not going to make that mistake and say I'm from Boston, but I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Massachusetts, uh, suburban Boston, specifically uh, a town called Wellesley. Um, I went to school in the Midwest, Washington University in St. Louis, and I was a history major. 
Uh, and apart from uh, spending time in the Midwest, uh, you know, I pretty much uh, you know, grew up in Massachusetts and lived there after I uh, graduated for college and lived there for a number of years. Um, in a nutshell, my background was, uh, even though I was a history major, I worked in corporate finance for a while, but eventually I really wanted to get some uh, involved in more mission-driven work. So I decided to work in higher education, and then I ended up working at uh, Harvard Kennedy School of Government, which is their sort of Harvard's version of the LBJ School, and they focus on masters of public policy and so forth. And the specific center I worked at was the Center for Public Leadership, and their goal was to train um, future leaders for work in uh, any number of sectors, nonprofit, the corporate world, government, that sort of thing. So long story short, even though I, had this, uh, I was in corporate finance, I wanted to do more mission-driven work. And the work I did at the Kennedy School, um, it's centered on really uh, finance, uh, program management, and then I developed a specialty in grants. Um, like a lot of people who lived in the Northeast, uh, eventually I got sick of the weather. I think the last year I was in Boston, which was 2015, wow. we had like two blizzards in like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, three months span. <laughs> usually, um, usually you get one blizzard a year at worst, but I got two. And like, I remember I was in my apartment in Cambridge and there was just mountains of snow. And usually when you have a blizzard, it's not super cold it's i mean it's cold by texas standards but the snow usually melts but it was like you had multiple blizzards like negative 10 degrees so it's like mountains of ice I'm like i gotta get out of here so like most, so like most people who deal with a lot of snow i decided to come south to texas um i have family in houston so i've had ties to, to uh, texas growing up so it wasn't totally unfamiliar but i decided to come to austin heard a lot of cool things about austin uh, I worked at St. Edward's, uh, which is um, a small Catholic school in Austin. I did actually switch it up a little bit. I decided to do more. Um, I was actually a mission counselor, so I kind of wanted to focus on those um, soft skills as opposed to just uh, utilizing those program management, grants management, and financial skills. Did that for a while. Really enjoyed my experience, but I was getting my MBA, and I really wanted to, you know, I really wanted to improve my, I these new financial skills added to my old skills, and I really missed grants work. Uh, I think the thing with grants is that, um, you know, at the end of the day, what it is, is if you find the right grant, but more importantly, if you work for the right group of people, you can really make a lot of great things happen. I mean, you, the researchers, are really doing the legwork in terms of, you know, interviewing people, crunching the numbers, and really finding those important policy solutions. But I think grants is a good way of, you know, making sure that you can do the work that you can do. And I really want to get involved in that again. So for me, it wasn't an issue of, you know, getting an MBA and being like, okay, well, I'm going to do what every other person in Austin does, which is like work in the tech industry. I'm not slamming that or anything like that. But I really wanted to do something that was mission-driven. And so I decided to look around. Um, you know, UT has such a great reputation, has such a long, you know, a shadow. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like having work for a small school like St. Edward's, um, you know, I really like my experience at St. Edwards, but at the same time, smaller schools, by definition, don't have the resources of a larger school like a UT. So I was looking around, like, I want to do grants work. I want to do something that's really mission-driven. I also want to do something that sort of, what is it called, uh, allows me to work uh, in a way that kind of has a lot of social impact, not just when I was at the Kennedy School, it's like, you train future leaders, and that's, you know, there's definitely a, an impact, but at the same time, it's a little bit amorphous, because you kind of know what the leaders are going to do. You know what you're training them for, but you, at the same time, you don't know what happens in five years or whatever. 
and you know, fortunately, I still keep in touch with folks back at the Center for Public Leadership. But a lot of those students that we were training are doing a lot of good work now. But I actually want to be part of a center where you can kind of see the the political implica- implications, the policy impact a lot sooner. So anyway, long story short, you know, looked on uh, UT website, found Iupra, really drawn to the work that you do, really drawn to your mission, and so forth. Um, did you know? I won't bore you guys with talking about the whole what it is to apply for a job because that's not very interesting. But the interesting part is what you all do. And, you know, fortunately I got the job and uh, yeah, here I am here interviewing me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you. And you've told us a lot about your background and how you've come to grant work. So could you tell us a little bit about all of the amazing things that you do for IUPRA and ever since you've been here, you have hit the ground running. So just give us a little description of what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and I, I gotta say, it's, uh, it's interesting because, um, as you know, when I interviewed for the job, it was in February and, um, you know, really looking forward to being on that UT campus and like talking to you guys, you know, just down the hall, stuff like that. But of course with, you know, COVID and everything, we're doing everything remotely. So it's been an adjustment, but, you know, on a daily basis, you know, it's always, I think first and foremost, you check your email. You want to make sure that you're responding to what people need and so forth. And that's kind of what I see uh, first and foremost in my role is like a support role, a role which, you know, allows me, again, to help you do your jobs really well. But I think, you know, when I look through the emails, it's figuring out what are what are our grant priorities. Um, I, Dr. Wright has mentioned the importance of the faculty and the community fellowship. So what I'm doing on a day, day-to-day basis, really doing a lot of research, trying to find a lot of grants that I think would match up nicely with what our um, faculty and fellows are doing, looking at your priorities in terms of the projects you're looking for. I know, Tracy, you and I have talked about um, finding funding for this podcast, but also for a number of other projects. I know you and uh, you're working on a project with uh, Dr. Coakley with the, is the Black Psychologist Association? Mm-hmm. Association of yeah, Black Psychologists, so, yeah, COVID-19. Exactly and stuff like that. And then, you know, I've been working with uh, Shelia Fox um, from, uh, I think her department's like external relations. I yeah, think. foundation relations. Yeah, and she's been great. She's been really showing me the ropes in terms of, um, what is it called? The Equality Can't mm-hmm. Challenge. And um, just sort of like, you know, helping her out with the, uh, put, the, put together proposal and so forth. And I think a lot of the other stuff that I do on a day-to-day basis also, you know, obviously doing grant research, making sure that anybody who needs help, I help them out, but also just kind of training myself. Um, whenever you go to a new institution, one thing that you always find out is there's so many different acronyms. Mm-hmm. It just never used to amaze me. Harvard has had its own acronyms. St. Edwards does. Uh, UT does. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, I actually spent a lot of day, you know, doing a lot of training for grants and so forth but also like learning the acronyms and learning how everything is interconnected because, um, you know, it's one thing to find a grant and do research, but you have to figure out just sort of what the big picture is. The big picture being allows you to do the research you want to do, allows the professors to do the research they want to do, but there are a lot of pieces in between, like how do you write the proposal? Again, you want to, when you write a proposal, you want to tailor to an audience, you know, crunch, uh, coming up with a budget, but also making sure you talk to the appropriate people at, Cola, College of Liberal Arts, OSP, and so forth. So it's sort of like, you know, that old, um, what is it called? Uh, that, that old video, like how a bill becomes a law, except, you know, it's not as, it's not nearly as entertaining, but at the same time, there are a lot of steps. And my job is to sort of be the guy who, be the person who knows what the steps are, does everything behind the scenes. So, 
you know, you the research, you the academics can focus on, you know, doing the <laughs> academic stuff. Very important role. Yeah, sure. So let me ask you this. Um, you know, I know you, you've been with us now for about a month or so, uh, maybe going more than more than a month. Um, what, what is your vision for Ayupura? What, what do you, where do you see us in the next five to 10 years? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I, I think in one word, bigger. Um, and that doesn't just mean like more staff. I mean, in a way it does, but I feel like bigger in terms of more personnel and just like more impact and so forth, you know? Um, you know, I think one thing we've learned in the past few months is that a lot of issues that have been, you know, affecting um, the African-American community and the broader community in terms of, you know, um, you know, police reform, criminal justice, and um, a, a lot of inequality in terms of healthcare and uh, access to jobs and resources. Those are things that um, it's going to take a lot of effort to not only research those problems would also find solutions for. And I think that, you know, one thing that really drew me to IUPRA was that it's, you know, everybody there is so smart, so motivated. And it's like, it's almost like, um, for lack of better now, it's like a elite special forces team, like a SEAL team or something (laughs) like that. All of you are just, you know, really great at what you do. And you're just like, you know, you, you come in there, you do the work, you're so efficient and so forth. But I feel like for these problems, which are so big and which are you know, by definition, societal problems. I feel it's going to take it's going to take more than one like SEAL team. It's going to be like a, you need like a bigger army and so forth. You need infrastructure and so forth. So what I really see for IUPRA is you know maintaining sort of our pillars, our focus, but at the same time really like increasing our skill, increasing our productivity and so forth. And what that means is you know you need more resources. And part of my job as a grants person is to um, you know, give you those resources. So my goal is to really expand, sort help you expand your footprint by coming up with more resources. So basically bigger, you know, bigger impact, more people doing the research and so forth. And from my end, more resources. Is there anything else that you want to add or that you want us to know about you? Fun facts before we wrap up? Um, you know, nothing really. I just sort of, uh, I'm a big sports fan. I think it's sort of to stereotype being somebody from Massachusetts. Huge. Oh. Boston Matt, your team plays today so, yeah. too. Yeah, that's. I mean, basically, like there are a lot of issues I'm passionate about, but like the one one of the one of them are my Boston Celtics. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. If, you really, if um if you ever look in a parking lot and you see like a gray uh, 2015 Mazda <laughs> three, there are a lot of them though, a ton of them. But I feel like mine's probably the only one in the Metro Austin area with a Boston Celtics. <laughs> So it's like a huge fan, but also big like uh, Patriots, uh, Bruins, and Red Sox fan. So I think um, you know the best. You know, if you if you if you want to hear me just drone on and on about stuff, you can ask me about Boston sports. So. All right, so you know where to get your daily news on Boston sports, listeners. Just contact Mike. <laughs> well, I got one question for you then: are, are the Boston Celtics making the finals this year? Or no, you got to be true. You know, that's, that's such a loaded question because I want to be a super fan and be like, oh, we're going to win it and stuff. But I also believe, like, in, like, sports karma, sports God. It's it's so many stupid things involved with being a sports <laughs> fan, but especially a Boston sports fan. But uh, 
I like my team's chances, but I don't want to jinx us by making a prediction. It's sort of my diplomatic non-answer. That's a, that's a good well, answer. I thought the Clippers were going to make it, and I didn't jinx them enough, so now I feel bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, by the time this comes and, out, you'll yeah, know. Yeah, I about them too, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I, like, I like how my team's doing. Tonight's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting night in Miami stop, so. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, thank you for again for you know, um, you know, doing this podcast with us. This episode, uh, the work that you do is very invaluable. We're going to do a lot of great work um, with you on, and I think that our team is built so that we can make it happen. So uh, you're definitely a great addition, and uh, we're gonna get this money so we can do what we got to do. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You can take off. We can get this money for okay. it because I want people to be like, dang, what do you mean by that? <laughs> no, we get this money. I like that. Get this money. Send us money. We need it. <laughs> Thank you again to everyone at IUPRA who has helped us with this podcast project and for all the work they do at the Institute. So if you are enjoying the podcast, please share with your friend. Word of mouth is still the number one way people will find out about new podcasts. You can also reach out to us at Black Lives Texas Podcast at gmail.com or engage with Ayupro on social media. Links are all provided in the show notes. Until next time. Hasta la próxima semana. Bye-bye. <laughs>